You know, my message today is uh, very simple. On the other hand, I think it's also very profound, and it's uh, very challenging. And so uh, I've entitled the message, this is the title, Jesus at the Center. Jesus at the Center. I, I want to start right off, and I'm going to start off with the main text. It is the most popular scripture in the Bible. It is the most memorized scripture in the Bible. It is John you can finish it right for me. 316. You thought I was going to say Jesus wept, but no. <laughs> Not in chapter 3. It's John 316. I want to read it to you from the King James Version. And it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. In the King James Version, that's 25 words. Those are the most 25 most important words in the Bible. Expressing God's love for us, His purpose, and His plan for us. Now Jesus, uh, He is the one who communicated the Father's heart concerning this verse. He, can, he communicated the Father's plan and the Father's will. Now when He, he communicated His heart, the heart of God is this. God loves the world. And world actually means human race. It's not just the world in itself, physically. It is the human race. You and me. How many already knows that? He loves you, right? He also communicated, Jesus communicated his father's plan. What the plan was, was to send his only begotten son. He communicated his will, and his will was this, that whosoever believes in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. Now, if you want to hear it in the Greek, and you probably could care less, but in the Greek, because if, in case you don't know it, the Old Testament is written in Hebrew, and the New Testament is written in Greek, and so the reason why we... We always, as preachers and teachers, we will say, well, and the Greek word for this says this, the Greek word says that. It's because it's all been translated. And so oftentimes we are giving a translation, we are looking further, deeper into that word, and uh, we call it hermeneutics, and we're digging down deep inside that word. And so here is, for God so loved the world, the scripture, for is the word gar. God is theos. So is hoto. Loved is akapeo. Akapeo. The world is cosmos. That is haste. He gave is didomi. His is atos. Only begotten is monogenes. And son is huo or huos, depending on which translation. Now, why is that important? Because it tells us about the love of God that was deep enough, strong enough to do something that I am sorry, but I cannot do for you. I do not have enough agapeo, which is the strongest type of love, to give up my son, either one of them, well, maybe one, no, 
I do not have enough love to give up my son or my daughter, daughters, for anyone in this room. And I happen to love you a lot. But my love just doesn't go that deep. I, I just am not that committed. I, I am not that, I just don't have the ability to do that. Praise God, you don't need it. He already did it. But I'm here to tell you that if it was on me, I couldn't do it for you because I'm just not able to do that. That doesn't mean I don't love you. That means I don't have the love basis that is strong enough to be able to do so. It's so important that we understand what that word akapeo means. The love in the Greek and what, how deep of a love that is that God would have the love to send His only begotten Son. Now, it is interesting because in those 25 words, it's, I know it's not a coincidentally, but here we have it. You've got 25 words. The 13th word of John 3.16 is son or Jesus. For God so loved the world that he gave his son. It is smack dab in the middle of the verse. In other words, all in that verse centers around Jesus. It all centers around the son. Jesus is the topic. Everything centers around him. We sing the song, and we're actually going to sing it a little later. Jesus at the center. One of my favorite songs. I first heard it uh, visiting a church I was speaking at in, in uh, out of state. And when I heard their worship team sing that song, it just ministered to me. It moved me. And I thought, man, we've got to do that song. And of course, we've done it many times since then. Jesus at the center. So God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And son is at the center, word number 13. And it reflects back on us because here's the point. He is the center of the verse, center of what God did, and he's got to be the center of what me and you do. If Jesus is not the center of your life, even though you're a believer, even though you're a Christian, even though you love God, if you're holding back certain areas of your life, if you have a passion that is greater than Jesus, then you are missing the verse and you are missing out on the blessing, the blessing of what you could have. In John 10, 10, it says that the thief comes to steal. He comes to kill. He comes to destroy. But I have come that you might have life and might have it more abundantly. There's not an abundant life if Jesus is not the center of your life. He's got to be in the center of all things in your life. And that's easier said than done. There's a young man in the Bible. He was a young man who came to Jesus. He was fascinated with Christ. He had a love for his ministry. He felt so committed that he said to himself, I, I just want to go and follow him and do whatever he wants me to do. He thought until he went and talked to him. We pick up the story in Mark chapter 10. 
verse 17, and it says, Now, as he, or Jesus, was going out on the road, one came running, knelt before him, and asked him, Good teacher, what shall I do that I may have or inherit eternal life? So Jesus said to him, Why do you call me good? No one is good but one, that is, God. You know the commandments, do not commit adultery, do not murder, do not steal, do not bear false witness, do not defraud, honor your father and your mother. And the young man answered and said to him, teacher, all these things I have kept from my youth. This is an awesome verse. Then Jesus, looking at him, loved him and said to him, one thing you lack. Go your way, sell whatever you have and give to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven. And come, take up your cross, follow me. But the young man was sad at his word. And it went away. He went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. We all know that story. There are times when you've probably read that story and it troubled you. Not troubled for the young man, but troubled for yourself. Not because you're fabulously rich, not because you have all these possessions but that you have certain things in your life that means more to you than following after Christ. And that's what happened with this young man. He went away sorrowful. He went away sad. He wanted to commit his life to Jesus. He wanted to give his heart to the Lord. He wanted to follow after Christ. He wanted to do all these things, but he could not do it. Because his riches were more important to him. And Jesus somehow knew that. How was it that Jesus would know that? Simple. He knows your heart. He knows my heart. Have you ever wished sometimes God didn't know your heart? That you could hide something away? That you could just kind of tuck it away? And, and you'll say, well, I'm going to hold this thing back. And I'm just not going to ever say it out loud. doesn't work. He knows exactly what's in your mind, what's in your heart. God knows everything within you. Christ knows everything within you. There are no secret places. You may have secret places that you can't share with other people, even the, most, the people most close to you. But the Lord knows everything about you. But when you think about it, that's what God does. That's what makes Him special. Hallelujah. There's an illustration that uh, I wanted to share with you that I thought would be apropos for this, for this message. It's an old legend, and the old legend tells of a traveler attempting to circle the globe who found himself trapped in quicksand. Just curious, has anybody ever got trapped in quicksand? 
Has everyone, anyone ever got trapped in a, in, a, in a big area of mud and you started getting lower and lower? Because I've had it happen to me once. I was fine at first, but when I could not get out and I started going lower, I could feel like the bottom was just not there. You know, and eventually I did get out, but it was a scary situation. So this man is circling the globe and he falls into quicksand. And so as he fell into quicksand and he began to slowly sink, Confucius came by. You remember Confucius? And he said, uh, Confucius say, it is evident man should avoid such situations. And he went his way. And Muhammad came by and said, Alas, it is the will of Allah. And he went off on his way. And then here came Buddha. And Buddha came by and he said, Let this man's dilemma be an illustration for many. And walked on by. And finally, not finally, one more came, Krishna. From where we get Hare Krishna. Krishna came by. And his thought was, better luck next time. <laughs> Probably the reincarnation viewpoint. Next time. But then Jesus came by and he reached out onto the man's arm and pulled him out of the quicksand. And the lesson is this. All these other religions, all these other teachers, all of these other cult leaders, they tried to teach you about eternity. They tried to teach you about heaven. But it is only Jesus, it is only Christianity, where Christ would actually come down to you and pull you up out of your sin. Oh, I think someone says, needs to say praise the Lord on that one. He comes down and he pulls you out of the mire that you are in, that you are in. Jesus came down to this earth because God said, I'm going to send my only begotten Son. That whosoever, how many has figured out a long time ago, you are a whosoever? You're not special. It's not your notoriety. You have no title no fame, you're a whosoever. But he's just the type of person that he's looking for. You're it. Hallelujah. There was a woman who was caught in the midst of adultery. The Old Testament said she should be stoned to death. And so many of the men, it's interesting, the man she had adultery with wasn't out there being stoned to death. It was just going to be the woman. And so there they were, they had centered, them, or centered around the woman, and they were prepared to stone her when Jesus came. You know the story. He got there, he involved himself, he knelt down, he began to, to write something in the dust, and then he said out loud to all of these men to hear, you without sin cast the first stone. He humiliated them, 
And one by one, they all walked away until there were, were no men there, period. And then Jesus said to the woman, woman, where are your accusers? And then he said, go your way, but sin no more. He loved her. He came down for her. He was sent to this earth because of individuals just like her. Individuals just like me and you. Hallelujah. Aren't you glad today? Come on, help me out here. Aren't you glad today for a Savior that loves you? I said, aren't you glad today for a Savior who loves you? Hallelujah. Just a little bit more enthusiasm today. Aren't you glad today for a Savior who loves you, who would come down to this place, who would relinquish His will to perform the will of the Father and to come to this place and to pull you out of the mire, the muck that you got yourself in? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We've received much. We have received much. And what Jesus is and what God did by sending His Son is not only an act of His love, but it is a message that Jesus is the center. Right now, here we go. I want to convey to you, to me, you know, this message is preached as well to me as it is to you. I've often said I wish I had one of those long mirrors just right there in the, in the front row because we all are recipients. But sometimes, even though you love the Lord with all of your heart, you can put Christ a little off-center. Have you ever had something mechanically that was a little off-center? You're doing work with woodwork, you're a little off-center. Things don't happen right. They don't go right when things are off-center. You can be a millimeter off. You can be just a little bit off. But it messes up the whole project. Let me tell you what. When Jesus is not the center of your life, you've got a problem. You have problems with relationships? I'm going to make a bold statement. It's very well possible that the problem with the relationships that you have, whether it be with your spouse, with your children, with family members, with your co-worker, whoever it might be, is due to the fact that Jesus is not at the center in your life. Is He in your life? Yes. If you're a believer, if you've asked Him, and He is in there, but we must work constantly on keeping him on what we call the throne of our hearts. Center. Not off to the side, center. But I've got this passion for this hobby. Then you have just displaced Christ and all that was done for you in John 3.16. He is no longer in the center of that verse because you have displaced him with your hobby, with your passion, your finances. My finances are a mess. Maybe it's because Jesus is not at the center. One of the reasons why we tithe is because we believe 
the tithe, the first percentage, the tenth, belongs to the Lord. But if you say to yourself, but I can't afford to do that, then it's a lack of faith and trust which pushes him aside. And you miss out on the overall blessing. You say, well, I've got this and I've got this and I've got that. That becomes, that's habitual. That is because Jesus was never figured into your budget. Maybe you got the house before you got Jesus in the center. What do you call that? Cart before the horse. There's so many reasons why in your life, in my life, that things are not always going as they should because he is not at the center. Hallelujah. I'm going to ask our worship team to come. They're already ahead of me, or at least they should be, because they know we're going to do this. And I'm going to do something today. I'm, I'm trying to make sure I've got plenty of time, and I think I do. I want you to think about this song. You don't need to stand if you don't want to, but I want you to take close note of the words. I want you to read those lyrics. There's Amber singing this. I want you to think what it really truly means about Jesus being at the center. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Stan. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Oh 
praise his name. Praise his name. Praise his name. Hallelujah. It's all, a, it's all about him. It's all about him. He is the center. He is the center. This is the place where I close the message and I give an altar call. I ask people who don't know Jesus to come forward. I ask people if they've not, they not made a, a place in their heart for Christ that they do so. But I'm not going to go there right now. I am going to not ask. I'm just going to say, I need you to come. And this is directed towards every leader in this room. If you're a leader in this church, if you're an elder, if you're a deacon, if you are on the worship team, if you are involved in any type of ministry, I'm not asking. I'm the pastor. But I'm asking you to come now. I want you to come find a place at the altar. And I want you to work on making sure. I want to have some music from back there so you guys are all, in fact, if you would just make your way to the altar. Leaders, I'm going to ask that you would check your hearts. Check your spirit. Check to make sure that you're not off just a little bit, just off kilter. If you have a care group, whatever it may be, whatever your, your role is this morning. And if you can find some music real softly there, my brother, don't look at me. I want you to find a place to pray. Hallelujah. Whether it's sitting down front, if it's around the altar, and your prayer request is this. Oh, Lord, show me if I am not properly aligned with you. Lord, help me today, not just because I'm a leader, but because my life needs to be centered around you. Pray that the Holy Spirit would begin to reveal that to your spirit. Reveal it to your heart. If there's something, anything, it may be so minute, but even that which is minute is displacing, displacing Jesus. Okay, they have their assignment. Go. Now, I have two more things. That whole same thing, but to those, maybe you're not a leader, but just as a believer, I'm going to ask that you'd find a place to pray. I'm going to ask that you would say, here I am, Lord. Help me to see any area of my life where I have not put you in the center of my life. Anything I'm doing that would displace you I don't want to be like the young man who had to turn and walk away sadly, sorrowfully because I wasn't willing to give up something. I wasn't willing to have the correct paradigm. Folks, I'm going to ask you to come now. Come on, come on, find a place. Thank you, thank you, thank you.
Hallelujah. If you want to stay right where you're at and pray right there, you can do that too, especially if it's hard to get around, what have you. But it's better if you can find a place. Find a place. Move out. My last request is if you don't have Jesus really in your heart at all, you need to do that. You need to do that. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Now, folks, I'm just going to tell you all this. You don't have to pray, pray quietly. In fact, it's kind of good if you have some energy coming forth out of your spirit. You don't have to yell and scream, but if you, uh, if you want to just begin to pray, pray out loud. Let the church be heard with utterings coming forth that's touching the heavenlies. Come on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Begin to pray. Come on. Give it your voice. Give it your voice. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, Lord, forgive us. Forgive us, Lord. That's the lyric of that song. Be in our church. Be the center of our church. Be at the center of our lives. Lord, you know my life. You know my life, oh God. Lord, I can hide nothing from you. Lord, any misalignment, correct it right now. Oh God, Lord, let me be an exact paradigm with you. Oh Lord, forgive me where I might err. Oh God, Jesus, be the center. Be the center. Come on, church. Come on, church. Ask him out loud. Come on. How many has a voice this morning? How many has a voice? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let the church be heard. Let the church be heard. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, Lord, make the correction adjustment in our lives. Oh, Lord, do a work within us right now. Do a brand new work in our thinking. The things, our plans, the plans in our lives. Oh, Lord, if there's any course adjustment, oh, Lord, make it Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Look at us right now. Oh, as we examine our hearts, we say, Holy Spirit, whisper in our ear. In fact, don't whisper in our ear. Yell it out in our ear that we would hear what the Holy Spirit has to say. Lord, as you said in Revelation to the churches, and the Spirit said unto the churches, Oh, Lord, may we hear you, Holy Spirit, as you begin to make a correction, hallelujah, in our destination, a correction in how we approach you, a correction, O oh Lord, in our attitudes, a correction with our mouths, with our language, oh, a correction, Lord, with our finances, a correction, O oh Lord, in our marriages, how we treat each other, oh, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I thank you, Jesus that Lord you came to give your life for us you willingly came oh Lord you put aside the grandeur and the glory of heaven to come to this place oh Jesus Jesus thank you for your sacrifice now Lord be the center we give you permission in our lives individually in our lives as a church be the center be the center hallelujah be the center Oh, praise your holy name. 
Praise your holy name. Oh, Lord, we come to you. Lord, Lord, in need of your direction, in need of your counsel. Lord, we don't want just to receive the blessing, Father, that you gave to us because of your great love, because your great love is greater than any of our love. We could never, ever, ever have given our children, Lord, our sons, our daughters, oh God, and yet you did the ultimate sacrifice and giving of your son, Lord, that we might have life and have it more abundantly, that we might have and know eternity and Lord, and live with you forever. Oh Lord, Lord, you made that sacrifice for us, but Lord, you expected us to keep your son in the center of our hearts, the center of our minds, the center of our dreams, the center of our activities. Oh God, hallelujah, hallelujah. Where we need just to say, Lord, forgive us, we do that right now. Hallelujah. Folks, this is a time of repentance as well. This is a time of repentance to lift up your spirit with a contrite heart and say, Lord, forgive me for what I have been doing. If you, if you know and see and sense that you've, been, that you've not been on the course that you need to be on, I pray that you would do that right now. This is an act of repentance. Lord, forgive us of our sins. Oh, Lord, oh, Lord, Lord, help our thoughts right now to be realigned, realigned. Oh, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Praise your God. Praise your God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Yes, we lift up our voices to you. We lift up, Lord, the voice of our church. Oh, God. Oh, Lord. If we put anything before you, oh, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. If you're not the center, then, Lord, we are in error. Oh, if we are, have not put you in the center, then, Lord, we are, we are, Lord, walking in great error. Forgive us, Lord refocus Lord our attention to you oh God in the name of Jesus 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 oh praise your name Jesus 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 praise your name of God hallelujah 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 Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Can we get those words put up? Jesus. At the center of it all, from beginning to the end, it will always be, it's always been you, Jesus. Jesus, 
Nothing else matters. Come on, worship team. This world You're the center Everything revolves around you Jesus, you At the center of it all oh, At the center of it all Oh, Jesus, forgive us Forgive us, Lord. Jesus, be the center of my life. Oh, God, hallelujah. Jesus, be the center of my life. Oh, in the name of the Lord. From beginning to the end. Yes. It will always be. It's always been. the Baptist he knew what was about I must decrease that he may increase he knew what it was about he said I'm not even worthy of removing his sandals because he's so much more worthy than me John the Baptist said basically it's not about my ministry it's not about my success it's about the success of the Lord. 
and I've come to be a forerunner. I am come to straighten out the pathways, to straighten out the curves. It's all about you. It's all about you. It's all about you. It's all about you. sometimes as almost Christianese but it's real appropriate that I ask this can I have a witness a witness means by your spirit by your heart what we just did was necessary I don't know about you, but I'm getting sick and tired of reading headlines about so-called influencers, they call them. They seem to be dropping like flies right now. My faith is in the 
influencer. The guy who wrote a best-selling book. The guy who is an incredible worship leader with Hillsong. Who is at the center is him. And he doesn't fail. Come on, he doesn't fail. Hallelujah. But you and I, we have a responsibility. Keep him in the center. How many would say amen? amen. That's your witness. Hallelujah. 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 Father, I thank you for your people today. And Lord, today we've experienced our own cornea. Acapeo, acapeo, Lord. We have experienced the agape type of worship of love. It still isn't strong enough for one of us to say, I would have given my son, I would have given my daughter because we're not you, oh God. But Lord, we can't express our thanks enough. So Lord, if we've gotten off the tracks a little bit, put us back on the track that is straight, that has the direction, very plain and clear. We love you, Lord. As we go home today, we go home filled and bubbling over with the glory of our God, the Shekinah glory Hallelujah. And all the people said, Amen. Amen. Love on someone before you leave, maybe a few different people. Hallelujah. And rejoice with them. Amen.